Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me Zinger and I'm joined by the co-host with the mostos. Uh, Burgos. Nice. I tried to rhyme as best as I could. But we are joined for, uh, we, we have a very special topic today, but we are joined by a very, very special guest all the way from the the frozen lands of um the north to the to the north of us uh <laughs> adrian simple everyone um, how are you hello, doing hello i how- am excellent how are you guys doing awesome we we're doing great we're glad to have you on but um this, this is a news heavy topic so that's why we felt that having somebody who deals with gaming news all the time would be a great person to have on so sir if you could tell our audience where they can find more from you or where they may have heard your buttery, amazing voice before. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. So um, I run a, a daily sort of microcast. Uh, the, the terminology that they like to use is flash briefings over on the Amazon Alexa device. Um, they, they have a feature, like I said, called flash briefings. And it's, it's basically one to five minutes of news from your favorite news sources. Uh, you'll see the most common ones on there, but they also open it up to independent creators. And so uh, when I first discovered the feature, I went on there and I looked for video game news and nobody was really covering it. So I went, hey, I'll, I'll start doing that. And then now I speak to about 2000 people every single day uh, covering all of the all of the headlines in video games. So uh, the show is called The Gaming Observer. You can find it on thegamingobserver.com. It's also available on all the other podcast hosts. Awesome. And and I am one of those 2,000 people. You join me every day on my way to work and <laughs> to, to, to give me the latest in the gaming news. But oh, um, Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anytime, sir. Um, I, I would like to say that our topic today is on the, I guess, situation with GameStop, what's been going on with GameStop, where the future lies. They announced that Reggie's going to be part of their... Reggie fils Yeah, board of directors, isn't it? Yes. So, so, um, so we're going to go over all that, but I guess we need to start with one important thing. What is everyone's history with GameStop? Is it a place you shopped at? Is it a place that you're familiar with? Is it a place that's even in the great white north of Canada? <laughs> These are questions we need to answer first before we proceed forward. So I will start with our guest, Adrian. Um, how familiar are you with GameStop and what has been your experience with the stores? So or the GameStop- company? Yeah, yeah. So up here, GameStop is called EB Games, mostly. I, I don't think we have an actual GameStop location up here. Uh, but they're owned. It, GameStop owns the company and the mm-hmm. IP and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, pl- I did a lot of EB Games slash GameStop stuff when I was younger. Uh, certainly, you know, I've been playing games ever since I was like four. So uh, as a kid, like my favorite trip out was, was to the game store where I could peruse the shelves and, you know, pick out my favorites and whatnot. Um, and it, it was certainly my location of choice before sort of the digital takeover of the last 10 years, which I'm sure we'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, in the next hour or so. But uh, yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of, of, of childhood and teenage years there. And then, you know, in the last 10, five years or so, I, I've really stopped the visits, uh, partly because I'm now a, a university student and can't really afford to buy, <laughs> you know, full priced video games, um, but also because uh you know the store has has kind of uh, we we've transitioned a lot to the to the digital consumption and when you have a store like humble uh, humblebundle.com which is like here have 12 games for for you know 20 bucks or, or whatever you want to pay for it, um, it it makes it a lot harder to to go to the physical retail store it, it's it's a 
I guess, more of an inconvenience. So uh, in recent years, it hasn't been such a big priority for me. All right, um, Eric, I'll, I'll save my fun stuff for last. I was going to say, you, you have a lot to say about yes, that. Yes, I but, do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, again, as a kid, I loved going to, well, at the time as a kid, it wasn't really under the GameStop title. It was back when it was still EB or Electronics Boutique or Babbage's. I remember um, Funko Land and Funko Land. Those were the <laughs> those were the ones I remember. So the, I think the closest Funko Land to where I lived was still like Northern Virginia. So I never made it there. Winchester. So uh, I, yep, there we go. So uh, but whenever I would come to Harrisonburg or to Charlottesville, those were the closest uh, Babbage's or EBs. So I would totally go there, and it was like christmas i would always save up my allowance my birthday money um i would totally be like oh my gosh i cannot wait and i would just spend the entire time in there uh and then as gamestop took over kind of consolidated everything uh and then now i mean at one point just a couple years ago we had three GameStops here in town i so. actually have an explanation for some of that and want to complain <laughs> and, about it and we still have two and they're right across, it's like people talk about starbucks being right across the street from each other our two GameStops are right across the street <laughs> um i i go to them but not like i used to uh kind of like adrian was saying as i've gotten older i have started in the past five ten years doing more digital games um and also, there. I don't know if I should talk about this now, or maybe we'll get to it later. I guess we'll talk to a, a little. We'll talk about it a little bit more. There are some things GameStop do that have made me GameStop. want to go there less and less. So, I actually went there recently because I got a gift certificate for Christmas, and I was reminded why I hadn't been there in a long time. So, yeah. All right. So, um, so I guess the the um the the curtain will be thrown back now. Um, I've I've hinted at it before. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know if I've ever straight out said it. I think I've always hinted at it. I worked for GameStop from 2006 to about 2012. I worked wow. there as a... I started as just a regular game advisor and worked my way up to interim store manager. I was there for a lot of stuff. Saw a lot of stuff. Drank the Kool-Aid or the Flavor-Aid, if you want the correct <laughs> terminology, for a lot of that stuff. And kind of um, sad to say this. I left in 2012, and there's stuff they're still doing now that is exactly the same. But that's something we'll get into. Yep. Um, as for myself now, years years later, because that's almost 10 years now that I haven't been there, um, it's kind of one of those places. Oh, hey, I need to go buy a pre-owned, or I want to buy, I want to try out this game, but I'm not sure about it. Let me go buy a pre-owned because their return policy has a giant loophole in it to where I can just return it if I don't like it. It it's it's not somewhere. It's not top of my list of places to go to buy stuff. Right. So, so I guess that, that's why I landed, and it's the culture that they've created, which I'm sure we'll all discuss oh, yeah. in a little bit. So, so that that's kind of my history with it. So, um, their business model, uh, I I think I'm safe to say I can still repeat the business model they had when <laughs> I was there, and I think this still stays factually true for the most part. Their business model is, of course, they want you to get you know on board with the. Um, with the power, power to the players, the um, power rewards card. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm saying everything, but the actual thing is the power rewards card, which of course gives you discounts, gets you, you know, their their Game Informer magazine, everything. Which uh, I think that's a whole different discussion on how that magazine handles reviews and stuff. But that's that's a different story. And then of course you trade in games, you get more with that card. You buy the pre-owned games, you get more with that card, and then you get like. You know, they want you to pre-order games. They, they, it Basically, they want you to create a cycle where you buy the newest game, then you trade in for the next newest game, you buy the newest, you just keep, 
keep that that cycle going and i'm sure people listening now already see a huge issue with that cycle in the sense of what's developed recently as as adrian said the digital age so i don't, I don't know if anyone else has anything else to put in there because i know they've kind of switched their model slightly but that's still the core of it yeah no i mean i mean having not work there i mean it's very clear to see that's what they want i mean until they can figure out a way to do that with funko pops which is now like 95 percent of their business model then uh yeah then that's kind of what they're doing with games and you know that's that's an interesting one too because like like you said as we move into digital the reason why people still like physical so much and still and and did for a very long time but if you're looking at today's landscape and you go okay i, I can buy this game and just immediately play it all i have to do is install it or I have to go to the store, pick it up, figure out, you know, deal with all the customer service stuff that they want me to do, come back home and then put in the disc. Um, usually, if you're buying that physical disc, you want to keep it or you want to, you know, start a collection of some kind or whatever it is. And so to to have this cycle where they want you to come bring that game back, it, it kind of creates a, a friction that you really don't want when it comes to retail. Exactly. And I, I was going to move on to the next point as we discuss this, because this is kind of where this is going. Um, do, do you guys play, and of course, you dealers at home, if there's anything you would like to say, definitely tweet at us or <laughs> comment on Facebook or however you get in touch with us. Um, did you did you play into their pre-owned and trade program? Um, I do have a comment here that says GameStop isn't dying yet per se. They are still a multi-billion dollar business, but their niche is but their niche in the industry is shrinking and will be irrelevant and non-existent soon. So I think that that's interesting that they worded it that way. Once again, I think this is us playing into the digital versus physical, which me and you, Eric, did a discussion on. But um, Adrian, where do you land with physical versus digital for games that you purchase or that you're interested in? For a very long time, it was physical, uh, just because I liked seeing the games in front of my face and, and you know, being able to, to fan them out and be like, ooh, look at all these games I have. And, you know, <laughs> yep. I still have my, my huge 360 collection, which was my teenage years uh, uh, back at home. However, just because, I guess, of personal life circumstances, I, 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 I'm now in university, I'm in a bachelor apartment, I don't really have a lot of room so digital makes it, you know, much easier. The other aspect to it now as well is that I'm, a, I'm mostly a PC gamer, and obviously there's not a whole lot of physical copies of PC games anymore. Uh, so, so digital is kind of like the only real way I went. I, I'm shocked when I actually see PC games well, that's in like, stores anymore. So one of the things, and I've, I've talked about my whole uh, spiel with, I like physical, but I like digital for certain things, but limited run games, which puts out physical versions of usually like smaller indie games that might only get a digital uh, thing right. for specifically on switch and ps4 they do limited edition physical runs of pc games which is always weird when i'm scrolling through i'm like what what platform is this oh that's for pc that's weird <laughs> but it'll also come with like something really cool like here's a big fold-out map of the kingdom in the game or something like that so they make it worth your while but it's still very weird to see instead of seeing the the, the switch or the playstation or the xbox logo you just see pc at the top and it's just, that's weird <laughs> so i here's the thing i mean we, we did a whole episode on the digital versus physical i think that's a, that's kind of an ever-evolving thing too with sure. us is i'm sure it will keep coming up and going back um i can actually give you a 100 prime example of digital versus physical for me so i bought a physical copy of borderlands 3 just the game not not the game of the year edition for playstation 
and everything. And I had it, and I was like, I really want to get the um, season pass. They had a sale where the season pass is like, I'm just going to say this off the top of my head, I think it's like 50 bucks. And the game that has the season pass bundled with it was 50 bucks for digital. So I was like, I'm just going to buy the digital one with the game so I have it just on my system. I'm, I'm like, I feel like that's that's the best. I mean, that's, that's the thing. When they do these crazy deals like this, one, I can sit on my couch and do all this. Right. And two, I don't have to go interact with anyone. I just have to sit there and have a conversation <laughs> with myself. And I don't need anyone pushing me to buy the thing. I'll right. do it myself. But, no, I mean, that, that, that that's the thing. It's the simplicity of it sometimes of, oh, I've got the space. Why don't I just buy this and have it sitting right there to where I don't have to, oh, man, the disc isn't in the case. Or the, I can't find where the case is. Or my kids move the case. I don't have to go through that if it's digital, and that's the problem with GameStop. And I'm sure the next topic point, I mean bullet point, we're going to have is on this exact situation. Um, yeah, PC games. I'm like, I I have stuff on my PC. I've never bought a physical copy of anything for like I. I don't even Warcraft. Maybe I was going to say the last any physical game I bought for my PC was either it was either Diablo. I think it was Diablo two, and then. No, it was World of Warcraft. Like those, like so, like <laughs> over ten years ago, it so, was the last time I bought anything physical for my PC. So to clarify, you're talking World of Warcraft is in the RTS, or or wait, did you actually play the? I played WoW. You did? Yeah. Wow, learning something yeah. new today. Yeah, it wasn't very much. It was like from like 2007 to 2008 on and off. It would be like I'd play, hey. I get bored, then I'd sign back up for a few months, and then I'd sign back off, and then it's been like I think maybe late 2008, early 2009 was the last time I played, but I played for a little bit on and off. What, what about you, Adrian? What, what was your experience uh, with WoW? <laughs> uh, so I actually did have WoW physically as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was one of the few PC physical games I had because I was, you know, like I said, I was pretty young when that whole transition was taking taking place. So anyway, uh, I, I played WoW as a kid because my dad was really into it and he was like he wanted somebody to play with. <laughs> so he, he signed me up for my own account and we played together. But I didn't play for very long. I, I, I found fairly quickly that mmos are certainly not my type of genre and uh yeah it was it was a learning experience as a kid at least yeah i know i play i can i think i played it right before mr pandaria if i remember but i was off and on like i buy a card play for like if it was a three-month card i play for a month and a half and then off and on until the card died and i was like ah, i'll get it later yeah so <laughs> i mean i i understand the appeal I understand. I play plenty of games that still have that kind of aspect to them, but at the same time, it's like I don't feel like paying a monthly subscription to something I could drop at any time and right. have Especially zero interest with, in. With so many games being so cheap now, like like going ten dollars or however much it is, fifteen dollars a month for mm-hmm. a single game yeah. is is really hard to justify when there's something like the Xbox Game Pass, which is cheaper and gives you hundreds of games. Right. Yes. Um. So the next thing I have on our to um to discuss is. What what do you and I I think we've already established this, but then we can dive into it a little bit more now with with you know no with reckless abandon. What do you think caused the decline in the company over the past few years? I do have a blurb, and I I didn't do much research on this because once I got into the stocks and everything and how all that worked, it just my eyes glazed over. So if anyone's <laughs> gonna do any stock stock talking, you can just understand my response. It will be uh huh, okay. We can so, say whatever we want then. Perfect. <laughs> um, so I, I have a thing from Fast Company here that's a comment on that. The game store chain GameStop has announced that it will be shutting down between 
180 and 200 stores worldwide. This news comes after the company suffered a 14% decline in global sales in its second quarter. That decline meant that the company had to lose a net of $32 million over that period. That was, of course, from September of 2019, and it was an article I found from Fast Company. So that is a huge hit they took, I mean, just half a year ago and everything. I know that there was a lot of memes and stuff going around for, like... Um, GameStop's looking for a buyer and everything, and people I'll give you two bucks. <laughs> yeah, giving them their trade and thing. But uh, <laughs> but I think I think we all can agree the decline is, I think, majorly the power of um, digital games. Sorry, I blanked there for a second. The power of digital games and that whole appeal of like I don't have to interact with anyone technically, or I could just buy this from sitting on my couch or sitting at work or just some, or on your break, just hit a button, have it be downloading. Right. And I think the other thing I've noticed a lot of people when I was doing some research, the environment of the stores, a lot of people don't like the pressure sales and stuff like that. And it's kind of just somewhere that I don't think a lot of people like going because I know when I go in there, I have to get that mindset of, no, I don't feel like pre-ordering it. No, I'm not interested in that. No, this is the only pre-owned game I'm buying. And funny enough, coming from the reverse of being the person who was trying to do that, it would be me rolling my eyes at this person going, oh, man, they're going to be in here in like a week again buying stuff. (laughs) So um, I don't know if you guys can think of anything or know of anything that could have contributed to this decline. And it wasn't just an instant thing. I think this was a building thing that this was their biggest loss. I think that those two things are definitely the big ones. Uh, and it's worth noting as well, like we are definitely transitioning into an age of digital gaming. But uh, for a lot of companies, if you do look at their, at least for the public companies, uh, if you look at their distribution, they're, they're mostly 50-50 physical and digital. So mm. it's not so much that digital is taking over completely, but that it's kind of that they're catching up. Uh, and, and who knows how that's going to change over the next 10 years. But um, so really what it is, is it's it's maybe not necessarily GameStop dropping so completely that they can't compete with digital. It's just that they're kind of evening out. Um, the other aspect of it is, is I think, especially like specifically 2020 or like in the last six months, eight months, whatever it is. Um, we're looking at a new console generation coming up, mm-hmm. which is which means that, you know, at least in the last few years, people haven't been buying as many consoles as uh, they necessarily would be when a console is, is first released, uh, which is bad timing with this with this transition into digital. And also now with this coronavirus thing, uh, if this yep. is going to last through until the end of the year, how are we going to you know, people aren't going to want to leave the house so much. Uh, interactive stores all that much especially with the other changes that they're making with the stores we'll talk about that later but Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 all kind of like a perfect storm happening right now of like everything converging into a a a gamestop catastrophe it it is and i think we'll talk about their plans for the future and how that catastrophe could continue into those plans but i want to just point out a quick thing real quick um when you are listening to this dear listener tomorrow is um both Doom, but I know the two people I'm talking to are probably more interested in... Doom. 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 I wasn't expecting the song. Of course I'm going to sing the song. Uh, Animal Crossing. How are you getting Animal Crossing? Digitally. It's been on my Switch since they let us start preloading it uh, like a month or so ago. So you are not worried about any quarantines? You're not worried about having to go maybe accidentally touch hands with somebody? You are completely good to go. Nah, it's sitting there. I... I'm waiting for the second that it's midnight on the 20th, and I can go blink. 
And Adrian, what about you, sir? I'm still debating the the Animal Crossing purchase uh, be the first AAA video game I've purchased on day one in probably three years. But uh, if I do, I probably actually will go physical. I think I'm willing Ooh. to go out of my way on that All one. Right. All right. Um, especially because uh, I think on the Switch, like we, uh, me and my partner on the Switch, we we're, we've gone physical more. Just I don't know why it just kind of naturally happened. But yeah, it's interesting the Switch. I think because the boxes are so uniquely shaped. I, there's something about that like they're like a little bit bigger than uh 3ds box but they're not quite full blu-ray size case size there's something yeah. that's really cool and collectible i have gotten a lot of physical games on the switch more than i thought because when i had when i was playing 3ds i'd started going more digital and i was like i really like this and i was like whatever nintendo comes out with next i'm probably going all digital and then i saw the boxes and i was like nah i gotta have a lot of those uh, but Animal Crossing for me was one of those ones where I was like, I want to have my island with me at all times, like ready to hop in at a moment's notice to go <laughs> catch some bugs or, uh, you know, something like that. So that's where I'm going. Um, that's actually a really good point. That makes me rethink. I like, because I remember when New Leaf came out, it was all I played for when it came out in June through October, then October Pokemon X and Y came out. And I was like really excited for that, but at the same time, I was like, you know, I want to still go play Animal Crossing, so it'll be fine. And the the second that popped out of the 3DS, I didn't touch it for months. But I know that we, like games that I've gotten digitally, like I got Super Smash Brothers. That was one I was like, you know what, I want to be able to hop in at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. I played that one regularly since it came out at the end of 2018. So I found that games that I that I like. That I know I'm gonna kind of have on the long haul, kind of evergreen titles. I like to have digitally, like. But then beyond that, it kind of is a matter of, do I want to go out and get the correct? Do I want to do that? You know, do I want to go out and fight the crowd to get it, or do I just want to have it ready to go? But that's yeah, something like Animal Crossing. I'm especially like, yeah, island at all times. So, so we may have changed your opinion there. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that's a that's a you know that's actually a really good point. Uh, I, we, we aren't out with the switch a whole lot. I think we're I, I'm I, at least me. I'm I'm generally a more introverted, stay at home <laughs> person. But uh, I do like that that idea that the, you know the whole concept of the game is that you can play it at any time and you can it's a it's kind of a, a daily occurrence. And if you're not at home or if you've forgotten the cartridge or whatever it is, I think it it would be nice to have it digitally. And that's the thing with the Switch is I prefer the digital ones on the Switch especially because if I pop it out of the, the thing and I'm playing it somewhere else in the house, I, I know that this podcast is slowly making me look like the laziest <laughs> person on the planet sometimes. And slowly? What? <laughs> We're there months ago. <laughs> so, um, but no, I mean, if, if I have to get up sometimes to go switch a game out, I'm, I'm honestly Absolutely. like... Absolutely. I'm the same way. And, and that's the thing. It's sometimes like for Smash, I don't have to do that. Yep. When we play Smash, we don't, I don't have to do that. Uh, for, for Let's Go Pikachu, we were just doing some trading. And I was like, oh, man, it's not even the game in there. So I had to get up and go over. I had that. my Switch in handheld mode with the case that I have games in. All I had to do was pop out Pokemon Shield to put in Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And I was like, it's going to be three seconds. <laughs> so I understand the digital stuff. But I, I just wanted to point that out because I knew that Animal Crossing is something you're excited about, sir. And I know that's something you've mentioned on um, the Gaming Observer as well. That, that yeah, you're you interested know, it's... In it. It's it's a really I, I find the concept to be really fascinating and the fact that they go so far into the concept of like it's only even one island per switch and yeah. they're not even going to let you re retain it or you're only allowed to retain it once or whatever it is. Um, I, I just think the fact that they, they go so far in on the concept is really cool. Um, but also it's it's a for my partner, you know, she's not a, a huge gamer, but she does appreciate 
uh, the, the odd game that isn't so stressful. And I think, you know, when it comes to, like, prime non-stressful game, even something like Stardew Valley, like, you got, like, the monsters that you have to fight and stuff like that. And, and that's, at times, too much for her. So when, when you have a game like Animal Crossing, which is just all about, you know, having a good time, relaxing, uh, that's definitely a game I've had my eye on. See, I've, I've always said Stardew Valley is, to me, is a stressful game, not because <laughs> of the monsters. The monsters is the part that I find relaxing. It's the whole, like, oh, my gosh, I have to water my crops. I have to get all this stuff. Get them in. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh, I only have, like, six more hours. Oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? So, for me, I've never found it relaxing. And that the part that she finds stressful is the part I'm like, ah, it's a rainy day. I don't have to water my crops. I can go in the mine and fight monsters all day long. <laughs> but, no, the, sa- the sa- same with mine. She is She's not into gaming, really. But uh, when we first met was right at was right before New Leaf came out, and I really when like the first six months or so we were together, I never really talked about video games. And then all of a sudden she's over, and I pop out my 3ds. She's like, well, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm playing this video game." And she's like, "I didn't really know you were into games." And I'm like, "Yeah, I am." And I had been in a period where I hadn't really been playing video games, so I didn't okay, really that, bring it up. I, yes. I, I had questions. Yes, no, no. <laughs> I was in a weird like year and a half, two year period where I I was like, am I falling out of love with video gaming? And no, it's 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 greater than ever before, as you all know. Uh, but no, at the time I really was. I didn't touch my 3ds. I didn't touch my games. I had my Wii sitting out, but it looked. I used it for streaming Netflix or whatever. But. She was started watching it and like was watching me enthralled on this island and uh, she loved it so uh, I'm I'm thinking I could even maybe get her on uh, to move into the island which would be kind of cool. I, I guess should, should I point this out even though this isn't an Animal Crossing house? Um, Ellie is currently uh, has a death grip on the Switch that if I dare to try to pry her away from, I will I will be very quickly ended in my life because she is still she is at officially and this 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 is for you riku she is officially at 50 hours (laughs) into fire emblem three houses and she's like there is no end in sight and i'm like i'm never gonna see the switch again (laughs) even though we did get to play it for a quick second earlier yes you did a quick second you did so um the the next thing but getting back onto the gamestop topic getting back to that um so have you seen any changes or care about any changes GameStop has made in the past? I, I said few years, but I guess few months to maybe remedy this. I, I mean, I, you could you could say a few years in the in the whole shift of focus to the accessories, right, and the collectibles. Yeah, I would definitely say that that is something that was. Um, I mean, I'm saying 2012, so obviously what eight years ago, almost ten now. That was something to where you get the odds and ends like collectible thing every now and then and even those were specifically game related now yeah. it's not necessarily game related stuff uh, I, I can actually look it on the shelf behind you i know i'm pointing this as an audio medium there is the um the blade from mass effect mm. and that's something i remember buying at gamestop sadly i bought it after i worked there and they had it on like a clearance thing because like every so often they do like these clearance where they try to clear out all the think geek and all the that nerdy stuff but that's the thing now it's weird to go into a gamestop because this is stuff I never imagined them having. It's it, it's gaming related in the sense of yeah, it's game stuff, but I mean pop figures, right? And they 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 they, they do pre-orders on pop figures because yeah. I know they mentioned it and everything. So that's kind of weird, but it's like a lot of places do that. So it's I don't know. And it's is is the video game nostalgia collectible thing a big market? I I it, this it, it is, but the thing is though, you can you see a lot of that stuff popping up at target even like if you go to their electronics section there's like here's their video games and then here's a little section where it's like oh here's 
8 bit Mario socks and uh, toboggans uh, and stuff like that. So. Uh, Super Saiyan God Vegeta statue. But then again, that's where I'm getting into. It's not even gaming related. Sure, he's in games, but they're selling Dragon Ball Z figurines, which is primarily an anime. It's not, mm-hmm. they're, they're getting away from not even just gaming collectibles, just nerd culture collectibles. Like, here's a bunch of Doctor Who stuff. It's like, oh, cool. I'm glad I'm at games. I'm glad I'm at a game store to get some Doctor Who collectibles. I mean, if you see it and you want it and they're selling it, then they're getting they're making money off of it. Great, but I really see them moving away from what they originally were and what I still would like to go to them for if I went to them more often. It's a tough call on their behalf, right? Because if you yeah. if you I know you said that you your eyes gloss over with the numbers, but um, <laughs> if you look at the financials that they come out with yeah, every quarter. <laughs> It's like it's like uh, video game sales down, hardware sales down, everything, everything, everything down, and then accessories are like up two percent, and like, that's the way it is all the time. So when you look at those numbers, you're like, why? Like, probably they're they're probably similar. The executives, right? Like mm-hmm. they they know the origins of the company. They they probably love video games themselves. They they want to stick on that focus. But when you're trying to keep a company alive, it's like when you have something that's working, just keep going. Yeah, you know? it's true. It it really is like. We may not go towards that, or that might not be our number one reason for going to a GameStop. But yeah, exactly. If that maybe that's how they're changing their model to evolve with the times, and we're just not with what they're trying to go with as much. So yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. So that 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 perfectly leads us into the next point: the what has GameStop claimed they will be doing to change? Uh, yeah. So uh, the most recent things that I haven't been keeping super close eyes on it, but. Uh, the most recent things I'm seeing is that they're they're really trying to make this more social experience of people coming to maybe play games or experience games or you know interact with a local community uh, within within a, a specific store. And I think they had a few concepts that they were trying out, but um, and and so far I think they've actually been seeing some success on those as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean the, this this transition has been certainly uh quite the pivot for such a large company to make so i kind of i mean I've, i heard that as well and i kind of gathered this as and i'm gonna get real local real quick with this but i think it's kind of something that you can see in a lot of places um we have a local gaming store we have a few local gaming mm. stores that they're like local like they're, they're not a chain everywhere it's just this one location and they pivoted from being very much like gamestop over to they now do magic tournaments. They do work. They they open it up to where it's yeah they have video games, but it's also the acceptance of everything pop culture and nerdy in the sense of they have magic, they have Warhammer. They've opened it up, and that's I'm like, is that what GameStop is trying to strive towards? Is this like more like a hangout place where you right. can still do all the trading, or is it kind of just like I, I don't see that as the thing. I'm trying to see where they're going with this, and yes, I said this earlier. I'm going to say it now. Not the best time for a <laughs> yeah, social experiment right. of let's see how many people we can get to come into our store. But at the same time, I, I'm trying to gather. I think that's where they're going with this from what I'm gathering. And I don't know about a big chain store that does like the the hangout area, if yeah. you would. I, I don't know. I just don't I don't see it. it, it no, it's true. I mean, it, who knows by the time I mean, we're recording this. Four days before it hits. I mean, who knows what change? I mean, look at all the change. You and I were talking before we were recording mm-hmm. how much since Friday night things have changed, and who knows what's going to be changing now between now and Where Thursday just society or, and everything. Or yeah. in the next. I mean, right before I started recording, they're talking about uh, gatherings of fifty or more being postponed or canceled for at least two months, stuff like that. And it's like 
it's like these you know immediately there are they're going to be immediate effects but then how you know we don't know how all this is going to turn out this is still a very new thing with coronavirus it could have longer term effects and i mean you're right for for being something trying to get people together which i think is something that could only help i think that's a good thing especially in very divisive times i think anything that can bring people together over something common is good but especially when it's sort of a hey let's come together oh by the way stay six <laughs> six feet or more apart yeah it's a very it's very poor timing and it's not any one person's poor timing yeah. it's just to the way the the sort of uh perfect storm happened and uh i i think it, i think that would be a great thing though i mean i think it is it would be cool especially if because with with our local place that you were talking about specifically like i don't do really much tabletop gaming or card gaming and with their new location that just opened last year i feel like that's like 90 percent of what their game stuff is because like because as i go in for more video game related stuff it's just a very very small little area of their place now uh so if gamestop wanted to do something like that that was more focused on uh i mean if they want to do tabletop or card gaming that's great but if it was more video game focused i'd be all for that i think that'd be kind of cool i was just throwing it out there as something i mean i know because once again once very very local conversation here sorry sorry everyone involved right now but (laughs) but their previous location had tables for stuff but it was very cramped and they focused more on gaming yeah and then they flip-flopped it and it seems like i mean the places always seem to be busy when i'm in every time i drive by uh, it's it's busy so so i mean they definitely did something right so i I don't know this is working for them awesome and i know from when i've traveled i've gone to other stores that are like gaming related that it seems you walk in and yeah they have they they have kind of everything that you could want from nerd stuff including the collectibles and everything yeah so i don't know it's 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 a weird transition and stuff because i know that um particularly that that local game store doesn't do much digital stuff not none at all like you can't even i think buy time cards in there right but they're sorry sorry go ahead adrian (laughs) uh uh, let's say you know there's a world where the coronavirus isn't happening, um, and and you know GameStop comes up with this new new idea, have these social gatherings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe transition into something that's a a little more local or a little more you know community focused. Um, I think the issue that they would still run into, like don't get me wrong, I think it's a great idea, and I think the more local you can get, the better. Uh, or more community-driven you can get. But the problem is that what that kind of requires is trust in the people who are running those specific locations. And uh, I think GameStop famously doesn't necessarily trust or uh, put a whole lot of weight into their managers or into their locations uh, or their employees. Uh, And so I think they they would still run into that barrier. It would require not just a redo of the concept of the store, but also of their management process. I mean, I'm looking at the perfect example of that right in front of me. Thanks. Just kidding, just kidding. Thanks. I, I appreciate the, the, the stinging dig. Um, I can actually speak to that. Uh, they, they used to do the Madden tournaments and the Call of Duty tournaments and everything. And, I mean, my store, the stores I worked at participated in it. Halfway because I was, you know, like I said, the assistant manager. My manager was normally like, hey, you're good at working with people. You go handle this. You go do it. I almost am positive if I was not the person there, they probably because I know a ton of stores that never did the stuff. Right. Like they 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 just send a thing saying, oh yeah, so and so want it, and they just gave it to whoever reserved the most stuff or something. <laughs> like they, I I will one hundred percent say, there are dirt bags that worked at GameStop and for GameStop yep. at, at at any point in time, and that's every company too. But I know for a fact there was a few that would just give out like the the prizes and stuff because well, we we can't have it in the store. 
take it. I, it's supposed to go. I think I was talking to you. Yeah. I think it was you I was talking to where when Pokemon Diamond and Pearl came out, if you pre-ordered it, there was like a stylus you got. Like if you yes. got, if you have Diamond, you, you got you the one. You didn't talk to me about if that. If you I got Pearl, you got the other. And if you got both, it came with both of those and like a holder. Yeah. Well, I only pre-ordered Pearl and I walked in and they gave all the pins out to just people who came in. Whoever bought was buying anything. Doesn't matter if they pre-ordered Pokemon, if they were coming into a new call of duty they would just give it away and so when i got there they're like oh we gave them all out but here's your your pen your stylus holder i'm like what good does that do <laughs> and uh, that. there was something else i pre oh it was one of the uh it was one of the dragon quest games they did a re-release on 3ds and if you pre-ordered it you got like a plush slime which oh, was, like, it was like a tiny little thing and i was like oh it's kind of cool like i was gonna pre-order it anyway because I, I had been getting into the dragon quest series and i was like oh i want to play more that was just icing on the cake same thing they just been giving apparently uh because another friend of mine who actually i'm going to get to him uh our friend eric uh he uh he had gone in to pick up his pre-order and the guy was giving out his very last one to a little girl who just happened to be there and the guy behind the counter was like oh hey little girl you want this give gives him gives her this uh this slime doll and then eric walked up and was like hey I am here for my pre-order, and then he gave him the pre-order, and he's like, and where's the slime? And he goes, oh, I gave the last one to that little girl, and he was like, did you, did she pre-order the game? And she was like, three, and he's like, well, no. So then when I went to go pick mine, there were, there were none. This is, it was, so, those are things we, we ran into. Uh, however, positive, if, if there's a positive for GameStop, uh, <laughs> yeah. this same, this same friend of mine, Eric, he's been my best friend since elementary school, he uh, has been working where he lives right now on a really big community project, and he's been doing a lot of fundraising, he's put his heart and soul and blood and sweat and tears into this, and he had to go out and work with a lot of businesses, like, hey, can you donate, um, can you donate some, some goods to help with this fundraiser we're doing, and he said his GameStop, which he frequented and said was like the best GameStop he ever went to, uh, just donated all sorts of goods, and throughout the throughout the the process, as if there was anything he needed for this project, they were willing to help out. So he said that was like such an, an exceptional GameStop, and apparently it's going out of business now. So it's one of those, I guess, ones that we listed. Maybe. Exactly. Yep. So it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, you get the you get these good ones, and then they kind of unfortunately get pooped on. So I I feel like that's how it is with GameStop, even from working there, and I know the 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 culture hasn't changed too much there's certain stores that had like a like would just we got this pre-order stuff just get rid of it just, yep. just get it out because we don't have room for it and just give it to whoever then there's other stores that would hang on to it and it's like no we are sticking to the rules with this stuff if you pre-ordered it you get this stuff period and that's the thing it's it's so weird and i feel like it was a very like your opinion of gamestop might have come from where how your local gamestop handled stuff yep. And that's that shouldn't be the way it is. It shouldn't be that way. It should be a universal thing across the board. And I sure. think they're they're reaping what they sow now with some of that. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you had anything else, Adrian, with that before we move on to what do we think Reggie's going to do? No, it's okay. Let's move on. All right. So so a, a big announcement, kind of something that kicked off this idea uh, to do this discussion was uh, Reggie Fizemi. Which, Eric, if you don't mind, or, or Adrian, would you like to introduce the, the gentleman that we are about to discuss real quick? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about his, his extensive history, but uh, he, he was the president or, or the head of Nintendo of America for quite a long time, what, 10, 15 years, something like it that. It was a long time. Uh, yeah, very well known in the community, made a, made a big splash right when he was hired, and then... Uh, of course, when he left, it was a, a great sadness to a number of people. But clearly, he's he's staying in the public eye now because he's he's joining the 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 board of directors. Yeah, I think. Uh, and also, just a real quick thing, and I wish I knew where this was. 
uh, when the Wii launched way back in the day. Um, they gave us all at the stores for like Black Friday. They were uh, Reggie shirts, and it was Reggie. You've you've you're, you're, I have it. You you have yours because it's somewhere in a box. But when I because I pre-ordered my Wii from GameStop, and they gave everyone gift bags that had the Wii and your Wii and whatever games you ordered and accessories. And then it was like a bunch of random swag. They and I have somewhere I have my Reggie shirt. I don't know where it is. It is in a box somewhere, and I have a bunch of boxes from like three moves ago that I've never unpacked. I think it's somewhere in there, but I still got mine. I don't know where mine is. <laughs> and, and to describe this shirt for for you, dear dear listener, it is a black shirt. It has a white cutout of reggie on it to where he is in like kung fu like form like muscle six six packs all over the top <laughs> and he's holding a the wiimote and the nunchuck connected and like in like yep. ah, form. i was gonna find an image and i'm like you know what we're doing it we're doing an audio <laughs> medium so it doesn't matter <laughs> but no i remember i had that shirt yep. and i remember very very distinctly because um i worked that morning mm. And I had the shirt on, and I left, and I didn't think to switch out of the shirt. And I literally got mobbed by some people going, do you guys have have <laughs> have, have Wheeze in stock? And I'm like, oh, what? how do you know I work for GameStop? And I looked down, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but no, I mean, he, he was a big thing. I mean, a big face. I mean, I, I can't think of the face of, like, Xbox or Sony off the top of my head during that time. It, except for, like, the Kevin Butler stuff, which, I mean, that was all just an act and everything so that was the thing he was a very present person for nintendo and yeah. he was very loved by the community and now he's joined the ranks of gamestop to hopefully get them back on track and i know that there's a lot of other people they've hired too but he stands out because he's someone who has a following and as a nintendo fan would you now are you gonna drink the flavor aid well GameStop? <laughs> here's the thing so calling you out so since since reggie came on between when he came on and left nintendo had a lot of highs and a lot of lows um, but I think Reggie was big on making some influential decisions. It just came out recently in an interview that right after he joined, Nintendo was thinking about changing their their iconic logo and the rounded bubble that says Nintendo that everyone knows. Uh, they wanted to change that to be a more be more modern, and apparently. The way he described it, it was supposed to look like graffiti or something like that. And Ugh. I was like, oh my god. And he said he really talked them off of that ledge. And I think that's the kind of things that we would have never known that was a discussion that ever happened. But Reggie just told us about this thing that happened you know, 12 years ago or whatever. But who knows? I think he is a very wise person. I think he, know, I think he has a good foresight uh, for things. Um, so I think that he could probably look at some of the things that are plaguing Mm -hmm. GameStop, because uh, when he came on, Nintendo was coming off of the whole. They were in the middle of the sort of realizing the GameCube was a bit of a failure. Um, I love the GameCube, uh, but it did not reach the success of the. Nothing could touch the PS2 uh, or the more powerful Xbox. Um, oh, the good old days. And then, and you know, it was, he came around the time that the DS was coming out, and I think he really pushed to help Nintendo at least get the strengths out of their their systems uh and i think he was a big part in getting the the wii really big and he's even spoken of the mistakes he's been very forthright about the mistakes they made during the wii u era and how they took what happened during that very very low point i would say of 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 nintendo to now the the crazy heights of of the switch era so um i think that he can translate that to gamestop i mean if there is no point, uh, if they're if they're not at a point of no return, uh, I think that Reggie can very easily kind of help them pinpoint where they are 
failing, and I think he can maybe kind of start at least steering them in the right direction. Now, when it says board of directors, you know, is it sort of like a, is it sort of a he's going to be just sit there and kind of say yay or nay? Is he going? Are they going to be like seeking him for his sage advice? We don't know. It's just it's going to be interesting to see if we're going to be able to directly say, oh, that's that's clearly a Reggie move, or is it going to be a more subtle thing that's going to take months or or years to uh, to start taking place. Uh, I think that that was a very good, uh, comprehensive like look at at <laughs> you know how how he might have an influence there. Um, to introduce a little bit of pessimism, he was hired at the same time as the former CEO of Walmart and I think the current CEO of like PetSmart or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and and he's going to be one of ten or eleven or however many board of directors there are. Right. Um. So it's he's certain like I think it's certainly an important hire. It's not like they did it by mistake. Sure. Um, but at the same time, when you're hiring executives of of the you know the largest company in the world, um, it's it, it introduces some pessimism of like are are they doing this because he knows what he knows about the gaming industry and thus will make more money, or is it because you know hey um, he brings a certain expertise that would make our customers more happy, you know, or, or whatever it is. Um, and, and like I, like you mentioned, we don't know necessarily the capacity of what an individual board member can do. Right. Uh, obviously, it's I, I think it's going to be far less influence than... Um, I, I think certainly he'll have less influence uh, than being the head of a Nintendo of America, but... Oh, sure. Uh, I think, oh, absolutely. I think having that voice at the table is certainly uh, a, a positive by all means. I, yeah, I've seen people who think that him going in is going to... It's going to be the equivalent of what he did at Nintendo. And it's like, no, no, he is not taking over as president of GameStop or CEO or anything like that. He's on a board of directors. A lot of places have boards of directors that can sometimes be dozens or even hundreds of people. So, um, so it's kind of... It's not in that same capacity, but knowing the kind of person he is, yeah, I, I think he'll, his voice is going to be heard no matter what. And whether they do anything, I don't know, but yeah. I, I personally think, and once again, I said I wasn't going to talk about stock stuff, and now I'm going to talk about stock stuff. <laughs> um, I feel that this is a pleasing the stockholders or pleasing the interest of people who are higher up and care I'm mm. more about like a the market and everything with this company more so than the, like I guess, store level in the sense of I think this is a way to assure people we're, we're moving stuff in the right direction. Yeah. We are going in the right direction. We're trying to put pieces into place that will allow us to succeed. And I, I, I'm very interested. I, I guess, I guess, as as I guess, as we go to wrap up with this, I'm very interested to see where GameStop goes in the future. I'm very interested to see where the gaming industry goes in the future because, as, as it was pointed out by Adrian, um, we're on the we're on the cusp of a technically the big two. Not no offense, Nintendo. No, no, no. no, no. Nintendo, I have learned years ago, decided to do their own yep. thing. They're on their own schedule. They're like we're not competing with the two carnivores. Um, we're on the precipice of this new console generation, and I mean, we, we discussed this way back when we did our digital versus um, physical, when like the 360 and the PlayStation came out, there was, um, PlayStation 3 came out, there was no inkling of like streaming content, of, you know, the, the future of like apps and everything, and what did those turn into by the end of it? A streaming app service thing, as well as a gaming system, and as I've said with Xbox, no offense to the Xbox listeners, I feel that Xbox kind of veered more towards the streaming aspect of the console, um, with it being a gaming thing, whereas 
PlayStation kept it a gaming console that has these extra features to right. it. So that's just my opinion. I'm probably wrong on that in some people's minds, but so be it. And that's the thing. Your opinion we, is wrong. We have no <laughs> clue where the next gaming consoles are going to go with we, this We stuff. really don't. And, I mean, they, they, they have pushed. I know Xbox has done their, um, it's, uh, which, which version of it is it? It's like the S or something. Well, there's one of them where it doesn't even have a disk drive. Right. Yeah, they have an all-digital edition of one of their current consoles. Which, I don't think that's a bad move. I 100% think that's a great move because that's something to wear. I mean, depending, that could be a, a like, lounge room Xbox where you have your main one. Or it could be one that you're just doing digital. It, I, I think digital is the future in some regards. I, I think I do physical too. should still exist for the people who want it. Uh, and as for my thing, I know I've said this before on another one. I just kind of go for whatever the best deal is, to be yeah. honest. Well, I had part of the reason I still have a big Switch library is I signed up for Best Buy's GCU, and and you got it before I got. They I was like, it. it was like two months before they they discontinued it. So through through early January of this year, I had it, and so basically I was like, if I get twenty percent off, I was going to probably buy this anyway. But now I'm definitely going to buy it, and I'm going to get it physical from Best Buy, and they're the only ones to this day who still not screwed up a launch day for me. So. Uh, so anything physical going forward, I'm probably going to go with them over GameStop because I know they're going to have it and they're not going to open the game up before I get it. That is my biggest freaking pet peeve with games with, uh, GameStop and it's they why have I that do copy. not want to go. And that's all their copies. Most of the games I bought from GameStop really? are like that. I hate that. It's like, it's not the display. It's not the display copy. That's how, what they do. They immediately get the games in and they just boom, boom, boom. I know people who will... Eric, again, will not shop there. He wouldn't go to a GameStop for a long time because he's like, that's not a new game. And I, I agree with him. I want to open it. And I've heard of people taking, back when saves were on like cartridges or whatever, I've heard of people going home with like a 3DS game that was quote-unquote new, and they popped it in, and boom, there's a save file on it because the GameStop employee took it home and played it first. They did have a checkout policy, I will admit that. And that is terrible, and I disagree on if it's a used game, I don't care. But if it is a quote-unquote new game, that's bullshit. I will say this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to shed any positive light on myself because uh, me and one of my managers agreed, no new games, especially ones that can keep a save file. Yep. They, they said you could, if you're checking out a game, it better be one you have pre-ordered and you're waiting to get paid like on Friday or something. They're like, that is the only way we'll let you do a, a new game yeah but I, I will say they, they i don't know recently if they have that but I, oh they I do know. okay they, they still have because the checkout policy the, well i will check out i don't know but they still have the whole open up the game because oh, okay. that last time i went to gamestop i was like oh i have this gift certificate i'm gonna get witcher 3 on switch and of course that comes in like a really nice it's got a like bigger a, box it's got a dust sleeve and it, yeah it's got the the map and the thank you note and all that stuff like and that's all there but then they're like let's go through and find this card and i'm like oh of course you had to open it up <sighs> Sorry, Adrian. Any final thoughts, or, or I guess airing of grievances? I had to get that out of my system. It, that was as soon as you told me we were talking about this. I'm like, this is going to come up somewhere. So I'm, I'm just going to force it in. <laughs> uh, looking to the future, you know, I, I was just on another podcast recently, and and the thing that he mentioned was, or his thought was that uh, he thought that this is the last console generation that Xbox and PlayStation are going to come out with. And I had never really thought about that before, but it was interesting to me because I think, you know, the 2010s was the, as we've mentioned, ad nauseum, uh, was the the age of digital distribution. Mm -hmm. um, I think the 2020s is the age of economy and, and platform economy. 
Uh, we're seeing, obviously, Xbox is, is going head charge with that right now. You know, they're trying to get on PC. They have some, they have, you know, they put Cuphead on Switch, all this stuff. Um, they're, they're really trying hard to just get people into their economy, into their platform, wherever they can, and as easily as they can. And then, you know, then they have players, they have a player base. Um, we see that with Xbox. We see that to an extent with Sony. Um, and then uh, now, you know, individual developers are doing it as well. Paradox is taking that approach where they just want you to play their games and then that will make it easier for you to play their other games. Um, so I think, you know, that's really what the 2020s are going to be. And so if we're looking at, you know, what is the, the future of the console generation, I think, you know, it, it's about facilitating that and, and getting things like game streaming up and going and things like the Xbox Game Pass up and going. Um, so I, you know, I just feel like that's kind of where we're headed. Good point. Yep. Good point. Um, I, I, like I said, this is I, you, the, you, the listener. I'd love to hear some of your opinions. I'm sure we'll we'll have more discussions about. You know, I'm sure this game's something someone we could revisit later to see what's happened to see if we've even changed our opinions on it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't. I like I said, go, going into GameStop for me is almost pulling teeth, and it better be like I'm going in there because they have something I it's cannot find anywhere else. This physical copy of a game that I wanted to get physically is a GameStop exclusive or something like that. I, I will actually, I'll give you a quick prime example. Uh, there's a little piece sticking out of my laptop right now that is a um, controller connection for an Xbox One controller, so I can use the Xbox One wireless controller on my PC. GameStop's the only place in the area that had it, and that's the only thing I went in there for. I walked in, I was like, I need this, and they're like, what you? I'm like, I just need that. What do you want to pre-order? You want to put the five ninety nine a year protection on it? You want to I, know. I was just like, I just need this. <laughs> you are the only people that have it. Please let me go with my just <laughs> thing I want to buy. Let me take just take my money, please. Just I want to go. So we'll, we we will see. Um, I'm very excited, but also I'm very excited to um have had Adrian on today. Thank you so yeah, much sir, awesome. for for joining oh, us for this. For this conversation, yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was it was a lot of fun. And once again, where can people find more from you, sir? If they oh. happen to happen to maybe skip the intro, yeah, uh, thegamingobserver.com or just find me on Twitter at gaming underscore observer. All right, and of course, you can find this um, this podcast on most major podcasting platforms. You can also, of course, find um, us on Twitter. Uh, Zingness is, of course, the main show, but you can find Eric at... I'm at Eric Berg, A-R-I-C-B-E-R-G uh, on Twitter and Instagram and Backlogberg, which I've been thankfully updating because you kept pushing me to every week. Hey, hey follow it, people. We, we need to show people that... that... <laughs> I was saying, now I need people to actually follow me and like my posts. I think I get one like, which is like my other main account. So. <laughs> but hey, it's a like, so... It, it, is, it is a like. Alright, everyone, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time on Zingness. Right.